said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Too many Indians and no cheese. I pull out the pistol when I blow peace. I'm the blueprint. I had your clothes looking like they was designed by bullet holes and shoe prints. When I bless a joint, it's like Spock came up in the spot and grabbed the beat by the pressure point. I got the Vulcan touch. I tell my bitch I'ma give up drinking when she give her emotions up. Too many enemies and no killers. Too many that hate snitching but no squillers. I get stacked. I blam hard with the click clack. With that Antarctica wrist rap. I spit crack for y'all niggas to get dope. Y'all gotta wait for the transporter to get back. So who's the illest? What you talking about? Die hard like you Bruce or Willis when I shoot to kill it. Too many hood guys, not enough good guys. The way you say pussy in plural is pussy. I don't be fucking around on that microphone. When I'm kicking them flows. On that microphone, the illest nigga is in that microphone. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jerz, aka Life As I See It, episode 125. Uh, we got Gert in the building, Wolves in the building, shouts to Rico Key and C. Um, Make sure everybody out there is subscribed to the pod on Spotify and on Apple. Make sure you're leaving your comments, your ratings on Apple. Make sure that you're shopping for your candles and your smell goods at LuxCollectionLLC.com. Um, Make sure your niggas is out there doing the right thing, man. Yeah, like Spike. <laughs> um, so, uh, not, too, <laughs> not to spend too, too much time on it, but... You know, last week we did spend a, a decent amount of time speaking about the whole, um, the, the latest in Slaughterhouse news. And there's been more conversation this week between the members. Um, you had Joel Ortiz, Royce the Five Nine, and Joe Buttons was on one Instagram live. And you had Crooked Eye on a, on a different uh, platform, you know, saying what his response was to their exchange. There's just been a lot of chatter. And then I saw the other day you had Queen's Flip talking to Joe and Royce as well. So it's been a lot of a lot of chatter. Um, and just kind of I know we've all kind of been following it. So Gert, just starting with you. Um, you know, how have you digested all of this this back and forth between these slaughterhouse members? Um, I think uh it's a quite interesting dynamic. Um, I think it's all lessons um, that everybody should be looking to take from this. Um, one is truly understanding your value and what you value things at. And two is being transparent about your value systems and things of that nature when you're doing business with friends. Um, it, it, or if you even consider the niggas you're doing business with friends, right? Um, because I think that's a more important dynamic of what they're going through. If they even considered each other friends, just because they're in a group, um, I, I think as people, we look at, you know, sports and entertainment and shit like that, as it's any different than 
the jab you go punch in at. You know, it's like you you would just assume because niggas is on the same team, everybody is friends. Nah, niggas is co-workers. You would assume that just because niggas is in a group, they're friends. Nah, niggas is really co-workers. And through their actions uh, is what makes you see it. So I I think um, none of the parties, if you ask me, I don't think nobody's wrong in the situation. I think they all just did not communicate how they felt about one, each other, and two, how they felt about their entity moving forward as a whole. So I, I believe, um, you know, just to sum it up, Joel and Crooked, they look at the rap business a little bit different than Royce and Joey. I think they still are looking at it as rappers signed to a major label. I think Joe Button and Royce looks at it from a independent contractor standpoint of I least whatever I do to whomever, but at the end of the day, I retain all ownership. So it, 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 it's um wait you, you know there's a lot. Joe felt like that from the very beginning. Or are you saying no, no? I'm I'm speaking to today where they all stand. In the beginning, it was whatever it was, but I think somewhere around the shady deal is where where Joe said I'm not rapping again. Until we get off of Shady, because of the business. And everybody, I understand. Not, not to cut you off, but so just about everybody's admission, that being, well, not everybody, but Joe Bun, Joel Ortiz, and Royce the Five Nine, they all said that the business was terrible with Shady. Yes. They all did at least admit that much. So that, therein lies the issue, right? Because you have Joe Button saying, all right, I don't mind rapping this, then the third, but wait. Let's look at the business. Why is this deal structured this way? What are we getting? Like, let's look at it at least. And it seems like Crooked Eye was looking at it more from a perspective or between him and Joel was like, man, let's just rap. Like, we figure all of that shit out later. And Joey's like, no, like, we giving up rights. We giving up this, we giving up that. Like, why would we do that? So I think that's the issue. And you say nobody is wrong. Rules, I ask you. Do, can you find a right or a wrong in that instance with that scenario? One person looking at the business and the other the other side looking at it like, fuck it, let's just do it, you know, for the love of the art. No, I think Gert hit it, hit all cylinders, man. I mean, like you said, two, two of them are just looking at it more so. Let's rap. Let's get back together. The fans want it. Um, all, all, all the shit that rappers say, right? That's and a cut. I have to cut you just to add what you add to what you're saying though, is that is a standard practice of we get the bag from the major and then we fucking do what we got to do after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Like that, it, 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 that's a standard practice of major labels are busting bags. Let's go get that bag. But I think you know? I think though for all of them, right? For all of them, um, Royce could have got a bag with Eminem. Crooked already was with Aftermath and he already had the relationship on that side. Joey had been burnt with, you know, his fair share of bad deals or whatever the case may be. And Joel was relatively 
unknown by the masses until the forming of Slaughterhouse. So you already come in with four different perspectives. He was signed after that. He was. Joel was signed after He was. But what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. but what I'm saying is by the masses, like mainstream people didn't really know who Joel Ortiz was. I'm just saying, no, I'm saying that to say moving around in that building, the three of them had different relationships moving around the shady building because three of them were closely connected to, to yeah, the situation. That's true. That's true. So it, it, it's a different perspective of, you know, whatever. But um, now, Wooz, I, I just wanted to add that to what you were saying. Um, you know, that's standard practice. We bust a major deal. Yeah, I agree. I just think with them, being that the way they came in, they came in independent. So what happened was they made two albums before they were supposed to drop Glass House, Whoa. I believe. Wait, 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 wait. That ain't right. They came in independent artists signed to major labels, but not well, independent. Their first album was, was on E1. Yeah, but that's still a major. Um, I mean, look, we could go on and on about this. Um, but no, I, I, I got questions. I, I got I questions. I just don't want to go and, on and, and on about this because we spent a whole yeah, pot last week getting into the, the, the details. Happy. But I, I like y'all's opinion on a few questions, right? So right now, you know, just, just a little bit of um, perspective of each nigga's part is, one, you, you, you really don't know where niggas' bags is, right? So it's like, first question is, would you, like, we all potting together, so we'll use us three as an example, right? So I asked both of y'all, would y'all let, let's just say Key. Key got a bag and Key says, yo, I want to fucking fund the pod. I will advance everybody the bread as a major would. Um, would y'all be willing to take that deal? I would just need to know details. I would want to know details. I would say, okay, you come to me and say that statement that you just said, I'll just ask certain questions. Okay, you're going to fund it, and then just how how is this how is this broken down? How does this work? Just so I have a clear understanding. It will, so it will work the same way a major would do. But, major let, gives let, you but, I, but I'm ignorant, right? I don't know nothing about nothing, so I need you to explain it to me. No, no, no. But I'm saying, so they all do. And I'm saying that in, in, in content of Joe Button, right? Joe Button is running up a bag right now. And I think they alluded to that in the pod. No, they said, and he said it. Crook was saying, well, Crook was saying, yo, you wanted the bigger slice because you was on Love and Hip Hop. Right. And um, that's why I would never let you conduct the business. But I'm saying if niggas is friends and you're willing to take advance from a major label and I'm willing to give you all of the terms that the major was going to give you, would you take that? So from that scenario, right, you want to take it to the major and I'm willing to structure the deal the same way the major would. Would you trust your man to do that or would you say, nah, you my man, I'm not working for you? What would you go ahead first? Well, if, if he wanted a bigger stake because of certain accolades, then that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> for for disaster off the yeah, top. I don't I don't agree with you know that. I don't agree with that part. The whole yeah, the love and hip hop shit like fuck that. That's true. Crooked Eye said that's, that that's by the way. The start of the end, right? Crooked Eye said that. Well, that would that would so and 
I'm in agreement, right? I'm in agreement with what y'all saying, but I, but I would say in turn, well, that would allude to if niggas is friends or if niggas is coworkers. But I, but Royce, right? Royce said, right? Royce was like, look, at the end of the day, he said, you're not gonna really get me to do. If you really my man like that, like I'm not gonna do anything disparagingly to you publicly, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, I feel away, but I'm not gonna just fucking do a full blown attack on you because you're my man. There's too much love there, so on and so forth. He said, but at the same time, he said we grown ass men, and niggas is in their feelings about you know not getting a call back or so and so didn't do this or my feelings is hurt. And he's like, yo, fuck all of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I. But I disagree with that notion. Why? And I get I get Royce can say that from Royce's position. But if I'm fucked up and this is how I feed my family, and you know this is how I feed my family, and you dragging your feet because you got other shit going on, then I look at that situation a little bit. Different. I just think it's a difference of perspective because I've heard that. I, yeah, I've, I've heard that perspective from That's Joel. That's why I say Cookie. nobody's wrong. Well, Joel, well, I think... And I'm guessing, obviously, because we don't know. But I think Joel is probably the least good out of all of them. Like, I think. Well, we we so we don't even got to get into that. But it's just the fact of them wanting to hurry up and rush, and you understand that they want it. They they want to hurry up and rush. So if you choose to drag your feet when you see. I'm trying to hurry up and rush them. What does that mean to me? From my perspective. Yeah, it comes, off, it comes off like I got it. I need this more than you. But I'm saying no, from the other side, I do need this more than you. And you're dragging your feet. Right? So they said, like, yo, we always waiting for Joe to get off. We've been off a year. And from Crooked and Joel's perspective, is nigga, we've been off the situation for a year. Why didn't we do anything? And from Royce and Joe's perspective, is nigga, it's only been a year. We need to make sure everything, it, it, we own it now, so we can't move with it the same way as when we didn't own it. Everything has to be planned out. But if you're not used to planning shit out, then how do you look well, at well, it? Well, here's now? the thing though, right? Because if it's, if it's just about music, to their point again, They've released music. They've done solo albums, and they've done. It's not. It's no. It's about money. It's not just about music. The music is how they get to the money. The whole thing they were saying is it was a bag on the table. It was a bag. It was a bag. Yo, it was a good deal. I seen good deals. Yeah, but that's a good deal to you, and that's a good deal to thirty-year-old me. That's not a good deal to forty-year-old me with different things moving. I look at, so how do you tell your man that's telling you like, yo, this is a crazy bag that, yo, that ain't shit. So you shit. don't think, you don't think it's, you don't think your man's word isn't worth trusting or, or it's, it's not valid in terms of saying like, yeah, I get that you think this is good money. No disrespect, but trust me, bro, this ain't really it because. I don't know, but I need that now. I need that now. Right. But I'm so, telling so, you. So, so check is, it, right? So if you need something now, yeah. you can create your own opportunities by releasing music still. Like you don't have to do here, the, the main here, because here's the main issue. The main issue is 
outside of everything, you didn't have to just the main issue. Wait, the main issue for who? For Royce and Joe. You for, can't for, all right, for Royce and Joe. For the group. The, for the group. Well, the group. But no. But, but listen, 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 it's listen, not. listen, listen, listen. The main thing is. Why did y'all have to just totally disrespect the brand and totally diss us for an entire project? You could have still got your shit off without this title, without this imagery, all of that type of shit. But you are now just totally dis, 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 uh, disrespecting the brand that all four of us built and all four of us are a part of. Why did you have to do that? That is the issue. Because I don't, because I don't want to be a part of it. So no then more. you don't respect me at all. By your actions. I don't respect you or you don't respect me. Well, your actions tell because I can feel I can feel the same way how you but feel. But it's feelings versus versus I, versus actuality. Because you can interpret no. look, you can interpret that I don't care because I didn't want to do the deal that you came to me with and I counted with something else. But I can I I am being disrespected because you literally came out and said, fuck me, fuck this. Like you, you, you made an album, a whole bunch of songs literally dissing me that's disrespect we can't that's no other way to interpret that but disrespect and, and i say you can call it dissing you i call it telling what you did Wolves, what do you think is, is the deal what do you say go ahead go ahead no, go ahead. no i'm asking you i'm asking you what what you think we could look at it that way or we could look at it is the deal the quote-unquote bag that's on the table contingent with like if we can't get all four members then we're going to get four members somehow, some way. So if we make an album deading the Slaughterhouse, we know we're going to get traffic and media, whatever, all the fucking hoopla that the conversation of, of, of this driving towards the album. And the reason why I say they're more concerned with driving, you no, know, I guess like traffic. some kind of traffic towards the album because at the end of that, IG Live with all three of them, he said, yo, if you rock with me, then just support the album. Exactly. Bro. And that was nasty it, too. Well, <laughs> and Crooked is still looking at it as the album. Yeah. And Joe and Royce and Royce and Joe is looking at it like, this yo, is nasty. You doing nasty y'all just, shit? Y'all just, y'all just here's destroyed. Here's the yeah. counter argument. The counter argument is, I don't want to be in a group with you anymore. We've had ten years go by since the last thing we did anything. When I go to my show, when you say, yo, just go do other music. When I go to do the other music, they're talking to me about this music. When I go to do anything else, I have to answer for this shit. And because you two are doing other shit, y'all don't get the same questions when y'all step out. You go do your podcast shit, they talk to you about podcast shit. You go do your studio shit, they talk to you about your heaven studio shit. I'm a rapper. All I want to do is rap. I'm quick with the bland bland. I do my thing rapping and I'm tired of always having to answer to Slaughterhouse shit. So instead of y'all just saying, yo, it's over for Slaughterhouse, y'all want to drag y'all feet and act like this shit is more or something that is not. Y'all are trying to hold on to this shit to when y'all want to use it. Nah, if we if we got the, what's the point of having shooters if they don't get to shoot? I'm tired of answering for this shit so I just want to kill this shit dead. Then I can, I want to put this chapter behind me, get closure from this, and then move on and do my own thing. There's no group in history that disbanded and or the, the members that disbanded made an album saying like, we're out the group. <laughs> like this never happened, bro. Never. Nah. 
You bugging. Every group had this bandit and they all made albums. No, that's not what he said, girl. Nah. That's not what he said. Nah. You're smarter than that. That's not what nah. he said. Yeah. What I missed. He said there's never been a group in history band. that disbanded and made a diss album about the other members in the group. No, about, about not even this album. It's never been, to my knowledge. Wait, what was NWA? Yeah, but they never made a group. They never made an album saying the rise and fall of NWA. You know what I'm saying? They never said like the end of NWA, Wu-Tang. They never said, yo, the last chamber or whatever. Like they never did. Right. That, using the name, you're using this, the this name like, to is... kill it and still capitalize off of the attention that you're going to get from using the name. Yeah, like you're, it's a tactic. It's a tactic for money. And it's like, so wait, hold on. You making yourself but, look even nastier because you're showing that you have to result to this to get a bag? No, I don't want to fuck with y'all no more. And I'm telling y'all this way because I don't want to fuck with y'all no more. Now y'all could take it how you want. But I'm not doing I'm not doing no more slaughterhouse shit. Because you say you don't want to do the deal with them and I fuck with them, we didn't do the deal with them. Now we're off of there and you're still not doing anything. So because you're still not doing anything a year later, I'm done with this shit. And just to show y'all how done with this shit, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to destroy it. I'm going to break it up because it's half my shit. Now, if y'all want to fix up the half that I fucked up and take it and do what you want with it, go ahead. But that, that, that and I say that's the difference between friendship and coworkers. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just the beautiful thing about this is just going to be a never ending convo of like who you with and who you not with and what do you think is right and wrong. And like you said, girl, in the beginning, you don't think nobody's wrong. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a slippery slope in that aspect. What, what I'm just on the side of Royce, like everything can happen, right? You can make a whole album about the whole shit, whatever. It's just that. The whole rise and fall. It's like it's like if me and you built something, me and you built a house, right? No, nah, I ain't gonna use the house because because he used the house analogy, right? Let's just use uh me and you built something from the ground up. Like let's say a podcast, right? Me and you built a podcast from the ground up, and then we add jurors and key into the podcast. Right now it's four of us, right? Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden I blow up canoeing or some shit, right? I'm, yeah. I'm doing canoeing. You the canoe nigga? Yeah, I'm, I'm making. I'm like fucking on time. I'm in fucking ESPN plus all this shit canoeing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get to the pad canoeing. And then y'all like, yo, we got like, I ain't been potting. So y'all been potting. And then y'all like started potting on y'all doing your own pot. Now Gert got his own pot. Key and Jers got their own pot. Y'all might, you know, be certain co-hosts on certain episodes, X, Y, and Z. And then y'all like, yo, now we need to come back, man. And all four of us. And I'm still canoeing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, man, I don't know. So like, yo, we got this, yo, fucking harmony and title. Just put this on the table, and then you look at it, like, that ain't, that ain't gonna stop me from getting out the canoe. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like, so now it's like, all right, fuck it, man. Then fuck this whole shit. Fuck, say canoeing, then, then fuck out. Yeah. But, but at the same token, it's a 25, 25, 25, 25. You can't. In essence, you can't burn down the whole hundred just because you're 25. I burned down my 25. No, you didn't. Because no, you, you, you used the brand. You, you, yeah. Well, you, I don't want to be a part of the brand. Yeah, you could just say that and keep it moving. And that's, but that's what they no, did is they said. They're they saying that and then they taking, they taking a cup, like they walking out the house 
Like they broke up with their shorty walking, and another thing, and they taking the TV and the PlayStation yeah. and all kinds of shit. All, uh, all of the stuff that they put in, all of the stuff that they put in, they taking out. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's no right or wrong. I bought the TV. The TV is coming with me. I'm throwing that shit on my shoulder. I bought the refrigerator too, boo. I don't know how you're going to keep your shit cold from here on out, but that shit coming with me. <laughs> it won't be no leftovers. <laughs> it won't be no leftovers again. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I understand both perspectives. And it, it is one is one of the emotion. And one is one of reason. And it, it, it's like, yes. Nobody going to say it, man, but the problem is, is really uh, Crooked and Joe, man. Other two are just like, whatever, let's just get back to rank. I think Royce is more so like, there's no slaughterhouse without us four, bro. We're not about to do the three-man weave. Joel, like, look, man, like, it's bags on the table. We just leaving bags. Like, before you know it, ain't going to be no more bags with this slaughterhouse shit. And Crooked and Joe is on some shit like they have way different perspective when it comes to business. That's the end of this whole shit. That's really the problem right now. I do agree. We should be all be looking at we, like we, us. We're four of the five of us on this podcast. And we're doing friendship and business. But because of the friendship, we're able to communicate amongst each other about how we're going to do business. And, you know... Anything that I've ever been involved in, I've always been pro uh, communication and pro majority rules. Like we gotta, we gotta be, we have to all get our shit off. Everybody gotta say what it is that they feel and want. And we have an exchange and we all find some kind of common ground. If we don't have no common ground and niggas is just over here mad, like it leaves a bitter taste in somebody's mouth. Like, so I think that there's still a way that you can find some common ground to where everybody gets at least a little bit of what they want. And looking at this situation and all of the other situations that happened and then fell apart, the ultimate thing is it was a lack of ideology, difference of opinion, but they weren't able to communicate effectively enough to where everyone could be amicable about the situation and be happy together or be happy apart. It's always been some sort of sour thing because of the lack of the communication. You mentioned the locks, Wolves, and I've heard all three members at different times throughout the years all say, they said going into it from the jump, they weren't going to allow this thing to break them up, that thing to break them up, so on and so forth, and they stuck to that. They were disciplined enough to say, hey, we disagree. Let's do that behind closed doors. The public don't need to know that. That's in-house shit. We'll deal with that. But on the front, we all as one. Like, I think people's egos and all of, the, and all of their personal uh, goals and aspirations get in the way of the overall collective. You can't be a part of a collective and be selfish. You can't have it both ways. It's no group. So you don't have to be in the group. But you, if you're going to be in the group, you have to understand you cannot be selfish and only be concerned about yourself and yourself alone. Everybody has to consider all perspectives and find a common way to move forward. That's it. But speaking of groups and teams and all of that, I, I didn't see it, but I did see the preview and I think it's it looks to be really good. I don't know if any of y'all got a chance to check out the um, the Lakers. Um, they have like this, this dynasty. I think it's called like the writings on the wall or something like that, but it's a, a series on Showtime about um, the Lake Show back in the 70s, 
Um, it looks real good. Did any of y'all see these previews? Or the show itself? Yeah. I seen the previews. Wolves, did you see the show or the previews? Nah, I ain't see it. My bad. Yeah, it, it Nah, I ain't see it. It looks good to me. Gert, how, I like you do you plan on watching it or you don't you don't care? Yeah, I think I might. I think anytime I see um well, that's not true. Cause <laughs> I, I like to watch shit that I'm interested in, like most people. But like this to me is right up my alley of interest, even though I'm not a Lakers fan. Um, there's no denying what their their dominance was in that time period. And also just the, the greatness of those players, Magic Johnson, um, everybody who's who's on those who was on those teams. So I think to get an inside look is almost like the Kanye doc. Like you know, watching the Yay doc, it's like, yeah, a lot of the information we knew, but we didn't know the intricacies of it. And watching it in real time is is dope. Now, the difference between those two things, though, is, you know, when you speak of the Kanye doc rules, I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, but what makes it so, yes, sir. what makes it so fire to me personally is, for one, the fact that the nigga just had the wherewithal to record all of that shit in real time. Like, sure, he had confidence that he was going to be exactly what he said he is now today. Um, and that's that's dope to see somebody think it and then actualize it. But then it's another thing to start recording from 1998 and have footage leading all the way up to 2020, 2021, like, and capture all of these amazing historical moments. That, to me is one of the bigger geniuses. So um, I don't know what your takeaway from it was, Wolves, but I mean, that was that was like one of my biggest takeaways. Yeah, I mean, it was dope. My only takeaway too is like, damn, he dissed, not necessarily most deaf, but he definitely dissed uh, Kwali. Yeah. And Kwali was the first nigga to embrace him and show him love. That was wild. Yeah. Um, it gotta be more. It's something there. Clearly, um, but it got to be deeper than what we. Well, I, I think he said it. I think he said it like he said, "Y'all just use that. That was lane was open for me. I just used that. That's not really me." I'm saying and he was being honest on that point, but it's like I don't think he was. I never took Kanye to be a tough nigga. No, I'm not tough. I didn't say that. I'm saying. He no, okay. that's what he said, though. I've been a gangster rapper. I just used the backpack niggas to get in, but I'm really a gangster rapper. That's what that nigga said. I think he said he... Oh, yeah. I mean, he talking about our content. Oh, yeah, we don't take him as a gangster rapper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the statement you were referring thought it, but to. But I thought he said he always liked gangster shit. I don't know if he said he was a gangster. Yeah, he was. I could be he wrong. He said, I could I be wrong. Been, yeah, that nigga said he was a gangster. And ain't I don't take nothing about that nigga to be gangster. No, in fact, his whole brand is is everything against being gangster. He's saying, "Look, I'm not gangster. This is who I am. I wear polos. I wear the color pink. I do all of these different things that everybody else is calling me a weirdo for, and whatever, whatever." But I'm being me. So I definitely don't think that he's gangster. Like I don't, that don't that don't make sense. That's what he said, though. Yeah, that that I'm not. That must, have been, that must have been after the smoke champ blunt song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of wild. But yeah, nah, that's that a dope. It's a dope documentary, man. Three parts. Really I can't it front. Really I just, only only part I just didn't like was how how he played um, specifically Kwali when Kwali was like 
essentially got him got him the eyes and ears to get even even though he was producing and he was on niggas radar as a producer he wasn't really on people's radars as a rapper they was just looking at him more so of a pest when he came around like fuck it man let me listen to these bars so i can get a beat at this <laughs> you know what i'm saying like fuck it i mean cam you gotta give cam some credit too because cam was one of the first ones too that that rocked with him as an mc though so i don't know that was i was trying to see more so of like where they went wrong i was trying to see like the fucking Nah, that's part of the documentary I didn't see. Like, I didn't see the state property, the dips, and all that in there. Like, they show a glimpse of like studio. You might have got Young Guru and and you and you got a couple of execs in there, but that was it. it. But it, I mean, it wasn't a Rockefeller doc. It was a Kanye doc, so you know. And it was shot by his man too, following Ye, not necessarily following the movement per se. It was just if you was there and they and this was around and this was what was happening. This was would be. This is what was being captured, but it wasn't. It was. It never was intended to be a all inclusive. You know, everybody sort of thing. This was Kanye's specific story. But I wanted to ask you this because somebody, somebody asked me. So I'm gonna ask you, well, since you saw it, do you think that Dame Dash came off as a hater in any way, in in this doc or like like you know what I'm saying? What, what part? Um, well, they didn't elaborate. They just asked it to me like that. Like, did, did they, did, did it look like, did it feel like Dame was a hater on Ye in terms of, you know, not fucking with him? I mean, we all know the stories about how most people wasn't rocking with him because they just wanted the beats and they didn't want to hear him rap. But Dame in particular, I just thought it was an interesting question and I wanted to get somebody else's perspective on it. Nah, see... Dame, I don't ever take Dame. I think Dame is being honest. And in his honesty, he delivers he delivers it how he feels. So if he doesn't like something, he tells you, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. he doesn't deliver it nicely. You know what I'm saying? He delivers it how it comes. So, nah, he said it. Like, yo, bro, I didn't see it at the beginning. Um, I didn't. He didn't see it. He said, I just thought he was a dope producer, and that was the end of that. So when I finally got it, I got it, and then, we took it to the next level. I don't see where the hate, how you can get hater out of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think honestly though, the person who asked me was somebody who really didn't know. They was learning from the doc, so some of the some of that vibrato or or uninterestedness. That's how it came across. Why you throw them under the bus, my nigga? They gonna watch this pod and see you throw them under the bus. Nah, I mean, yeah, I think it goes back to like. That nigga that asked me ain't no shit about nothing. <laughs> yeah, the nigga that asked that question, nigga ain't no shit about nothing, dog. So let's move on. I don't know. I don't even know why I asked that. <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna protect everyone's anonymity. Yeah. Or. Yeah, it's a slippery slope because it goes back to clout chasing, like hate, like hater raising, hater haterism, or whatever word you want to use. It's like have, a, have an opinion. They gonna say you hate. Nah, and then you could tell the truth, and they say you hate. You know what I'm saying? It gets even worse. Yeah, that's a fact. I tell my man, oh, the facts can never be considered hatred, bro. If it's a fact, like I mean, like if you went up for a dunk and you missed, like you missed, bro. How I'm hating. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Niggas be like, nah, this nigga hate. But that's what. Essentially, that just goes right back to that other shit where these niggas claim they telling their opinion and they saying it's hate. I don't think they saying no, it's hate. Can't be hate. They're not saying it's hate though. They saying it's nasty. I get, I get. 
They saying they shouldn't burn the brand. But if I don't ever plan on fucking with the brand again, then why can't I burn it? To protect you for if you ever want to use it again? No. Fuck this shit. Bruh. Um, Brittany Griner, WNBA player. Um, they say, yeah, they said she's, um, she was like in Russia. What is it? She's a, she, she was like detained for three, three weeks. Okay. So hold on. It says she plays for a Russian team in the off season and has for the past several years, reportedly some, some three weeks ago, Russia detained her after allegedly finding a hash pipe, hash vape pins in her luggage at the airport. She could have got one of them when she landed. <laughs> uh. I know she wish she did now. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man. This is a it ain't worth it. No way. Yo, did people not watch DJ Esco's story on the No. Though I'm you got if you see that, you change your mind about travel. Why? That nigga got caught in Dubai with something, and he they almost roofed that nigga to he, where he would never come home. They, he got caught with like drugs. And from how he's been the story, it was supposed to be future shit. I think is how he said it, but somehow or another, they was going through the airport, and they caught the shit with him. And I think he stayed in jail over there like six months or some shit like that. But like on some, you doing every bit of a shitload of time. And you know, like trying to get a phone call, trying to just move around in the jail where you can't talk to nobody because the language barriers and all of that shit. He was like, yo, he turned Muslim, like nigga changed his religion, everything like came home a whole nother nigga just off of getting caught with something and almost never coming home off that shit. It was like, they weren't even supposed to stop in Dubai and niggas threw a bag at him. He said them niggas told him like, that's how he got the album. He said they told him. So that, is, that, that's, is that American entitlement? I feel like it's in like, like in US. Well, you can think everywhere is going to have the same ju- judicial system that we got here. And that shit couldn't be further from the truth. Like you think you go, you got 72 hours to see the judge, nigga, you don't. <laughs> like you get you to the judge when we feel like it. Nigga, you got caught. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That whole uh innocent until proven guilty. That's America. You really <laughs> Yeah. That shit ain't everywhere. It's like nigga, you got caught, you got caught, nigga. You figure it out. But he was saying, like, the, the only reason why he got out is because a nigga took a liking to him, like, that was high up. And they was like, look, I ain't get this out. They said, yo, if you could show us one thing on the internet with you in future, we'll let you go right now. And he couldn't find no pictures with him in future together. So they was like, book, book him, Dano. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he got... Yeah, if you listen to that, yo, though, you'll never want to do. I never even wild. heard. Of, I never even heard of this information. Like, when did? When was all of this supposed to? Happen? How long ago? Or reason was this? No, I, I know who he is, but I never heard of this. I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to you. This is something relatively yeah. new. Nah, this is when he did the album. You know when he got the. 
That's what it's called. It was a mixtape. It wasn't an album, but DJ, that's that was. No, that's his, that's his his album. It's it's uh he's featuring artists on it, but that's his Is album. Is that the album that uh Nas did the joint on? Yeah. Okay, so we DJ, talking. Let's go, let's go. So we talking about maybe like sixteen, something like somewhere. Twenty eighteen. Eighteen. So he did this as soon as he came home. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, um, everybody just got to be smart. Like, I mean, you like, like you said, ultimately it's not worth it. If that's what you're going to do, then try to figure it out when you get there and see how you can maneuver. If that's what you absolutely want to do or feel like you got to do. But the travel shit, especially when you're going to other countries, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you don't, you don't even speak the language. You about to go over there and like, what, what are you talking about? Like, nah. You gotta relax. Hey, yo, it was fifty-six days in jail in Dubai. On some, you weren't even supposed to be there. So that's probably the mixtape I'm talking about. Fifty-six nights, because if he said fifty-six days, I wonder if that was that was why he named it that or something. I don't know. It, it might have some correlation. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the cover was like written in Arabic. And shit. Yeah, it was. It was. That's it. Yeah, talking about the same shit then. That's crazy. They almost roofed that nigga. That's crazy. You think you could do you think you could do 56 nights Mm-mm. in another country? I don't want to find out. Yeah. I don't even want to have to be in position to find out. I'ma go with no. <laughs> I'ma go with no. Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> yeah. That ain't that ain't right. That's fucked up. On the nearest wall, then put your back to it. Shit is gonna change, but you just got to adapt to it. Yeah, that's as real as it gets. Yeah, that's as real as it gets. That's it. That is the solution right there. So, prayers and thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Um, you know, to all parties involved. <laughs> um, yeah, yo. LeBron is almost 40 years old, still dropping 50 points. Like, this man is crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah, I, 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 that's a touchy subject for me, my nigga. I don't like to hear people talk about LeBron not being the greatest ever. Like Anybody, I look at people different when they say that nigga ain't the greatest ever, dog. How you look at him? Different. Like, you, you just, you don't get it. You, you wasn't in the field. No way you was in the field if you don't look at that nigga as the greatest nigga ever, though. LeBron has surpassed the expect. There's no player in sports history who surpassed the expectations set for him. If you look at Zion, Zion came into the league with LeBron expectations. And he played a year of college. He ain't that expectation, though. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> I think it said all the pun intended. Yeah, Zion definitely, look- Zion definitely, yeah. It's 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 this- well no, it's expectations when niggas is looking at you like you gotta be that. Like you you don't think about what that does to a person. It's true. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like- it's true. It's true. Pressure, I, right? I tell people so, hold, all the time. Hold on, I'm sorry, the, but pressure. When we speak about pressure, like, and and that's kind of convoluted with mental health too. When you think about pressure, 
do you think i'm gonna ask you first rules do you think that that's something that you should just like the like the person has every right to not live up to whatever expectations or 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 you know things that people place on them or do you think it should be part of the territory and if it is part of the territory learning how to adjust and adapt is part of what helps you you know be great and 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 uh and survive in that field like how what side of it do you think is the the fairest side if there is a fairer side i mean it has to be if you're dealing with the professionalism and the professional anything it has to be pressure that's what makes it professional I'm saying like it's, it's yeah and you have to learn how to deal with it now you're not gonna ace the test right away but that's what separates the boys from the men when it comes to that or the the, the the girls from the women like you know what I'm saying that's anything test right away you said what girl like I said that nigga LeBron aced the test right away yeah he was groomed but he was groomed early though some of these dudes don't be groomed some of these dudes just got they all be groomed they all be groomed. They all came through the same AAU circuit. AAU they was one thing. AAU was one thing. True. But also no, when you yeah, he was on Sports know, Illustrated at 16. That's different. I don't know, but he did that. That's what I'm saying, is he ain't do nothing different than nobody else. And in fact, we could argue he probably had less. What are you talking about? Nah, knock it off, girl. Less less of what? Less what? Not pressure. You bargained. No, I'm saying tools and resources. If you look at a Steph Curry and Steph Curry tools and resources that he came up with, and if you look at LeBron and LeBron tools and resources he came up with, it's two completely opposite. So let me ask you this question because I want to get clarity on your tools and resources. Um, And are you just talking about social media or money? Money. Money. Money and exposure. Okay. LeBron bread in high school came from him. What bread though? What are you talking about? Your job, your pop rich. I don't care. LeBron put the pressure on himself to become the greatest basketball player ever. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. So when they're calling you King James in high school Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. saying you're supposed to be the next Jordan, Mm -hmm. that right there is an immense amount of pressure that you didn't do that to yourself. You are a really good basketball player in high school, young kid from Akron, Ohio. You're in the you're in the high school top ranks, just like all of the top athletes every year. And they're talking about you, yo, this kid is gonna be the one. This kid is gonna be the one. But they're saying he's gonna he could be the next Jordan. It was the conversation. And so how many people come in with that level of expectation from high school? Zion. Zion was that. Okay. So Zion was supposed to be the next LeBron, right? Every, so look, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, I just, I just yeah. want to. Yeah. Yes, right? So yeah. Zion, because this is why we got on this conversation. Zion has not lived up to any of the expectations thus far, right? Correct. That's my point. Right. So he hasn't he hasn't done it. We're acknowledging LeBron LeBron the greatest. So Zion hasn't done it for whatever reason. Maybe the pressure becomes too much. Maybe he didn't really want it that much in the first place. He just took the bread and now he just chilling and getting fat. 
maybe he's injury prone and he just got bit by that bug that, you know, it plagues him throughout his career. And he never even has the real full opportunity for that to happen. Or maybe he doesn't have the mental capacity to say, you know what, I'm going to do what it takes to, you know, try to be one of the greatest. Fairness, fairness to him, we could also throw in there, he don't want to be in New Orleans and he's doing shit to get traded. That's another side of the But he's been man. hurt, though. He, he also has been hurt and he has gained or, a lot of weight. Or has he? He's been hurt. I believe he's been hurt. I believe he's been You don't believe he's been hurt? I'm saying, I'm just saying we could argue that, nah, he's just trying to get the fuck out of there. Well, and we know that, though. We, we, we know that he's trying to get out of there. He's not the first to want to leave early either. You know what I'm saying? But, so, but he may not necessarily be hurt. He just don't want to hoop. I'm just saying, if you look at James Harden, he put on weight. Yo, I'm, and then that's why he didn't play when he first got to Philly, was to lose the weight to get back in basketball shape because he wasn't in basketball shape. I'm just, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that could be another reason why, uh, with fairness to him, it could be he's using it to not play there. Not saying he is. I'm just saying it could be an alternative. Living up the pressure and mental health and them being connected, is it what side of the fence would you fall on in terms of now nah, it comes with the territory like Wu said it's part of professionalism is understanding that there's a certain level of pressure there and how you respond to that pressure determines on how good or great you'll be so i'm asking you Gert, what side of that do you fall on like nah nigga, this is, comes with the territory you got to do what you got to do or now nah, i'm gonna give you grace and you know so what so be it that goes to the product of your environment versus product of your expectation. I think far more important is the expectations you place on yourself than what anyone else can put on you. In actuality, yes. In actuality, yes. But do you think that that's the, I, the general consensus of idea though? I can't go with nobody else. Like I'm saying for me, what I would tell my kid and what you put on yourself weighs heavier than what anybody else put on you. So you do what you, like a lot of, a lot of people goal don't be to be the best nigga in the NBA. Or the best, or the best, or the best in anything. In the best in anything. Well, no, I'm saying a lot of niggas goal be to make it to the NBA. Mm -hmm. And making it to the NBA as hard as it is, is the easiest part. It's staying in the NBA and excelling will become the hard part in the NBA. But I want to bring that down to like the, the common man, if you will, like just to regular professionalism and jobs and career paths. Like a lot of people want to get the good job or get the good whatever, could work at the good company, but they don't have any aspirations on being, yeah, being a supervisor or the manager or the owner or the, the whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's different than perfecting your craft, right? The older I get, the more I start to. I, it, I don't know, bro. Because when you see when we talk about it, when we talk about perfecting your craft, right? At the least, older, at least in my opinion, I I look at craft in the context of your gift. So, I know. I know. I'm saying for me. The gift is what you lean your time to. No. Time is the most valuable resource on this planet. But hold on, hold There's on. There's no saying resource a lot. more important than time. Hold on. You're saying a lot, though. Your gift is what you 
lend the most time to? No. No, 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 no. Time is your most precious, precious resource. But we're not. You should not. You should not lend your time to anything that you don't want to give a hundred percent of. Nah, what and are you talking about? I'm, I'm telling you real, real shit. Whatever you lend your time to, you should be willing to put a hundred percent effort in. It, it, it. That's character. That's who you are as a person, right? To achieve greatness is putting a hundred. Like great people don't know how to half-ass anything. Everything they do, they're gonna put a hundred percent into, or they're not gonna do the shit at all. It's something in your mind that says, I gotta be the best at whatever I do. Okay. Whatever I'm gonna work harder than anybody else, whatever I do. So we've been conditioned to go after this job because it puts food on the table or it does XYZ. And you're not you're cheating yourself when you do that. Whatever you're doing over here and not investing a hundred percent time in you, you it's going to be extremely hard to achieve what you want to in life. I like, you got to focus on. I I like that. And I agree. I think, I think the conversation changed a little bit, but I agree with what you're saying. I agree. I agree with the point of, yeah, if you're great, you can't turn it off essentially. Like, and you understand the responsibility or the consequences of what turning off could even mean and represent. But somebody who's great, they don't even focus much of their time on the what ifs and if it doesn't and so so on and so forth. They just say, all right, this is what I know I have to do in order to be great at this thing or these things. And yes, you should give 100% effort. But now we get into like, you know, it, it, it really, I, I don't want to say semantics, but it, it, so basically, would you say then that Percentage-wise, zero to 100. Zero, there's nobody. 100, obviously, is everybody. What percentage of the people would you say are great? People, just in general. One. One. Wolves, answer that question. Zero to 100. What what percent of people do you think are great? In what, though? Is this a specific thing or just great in general? Well, based on, based on, based on Gert's description of what greatness is and what it means to be great and what great people do based on if we're taking his description then how would you base a general percentage of people just a, a blanket you know blanket statement of people because like you say I, I think x amount of percent of people have that gene or, or are yeah that. it's called the top one percent for a reason i i disagree with that i disagree with that because I think the top one percent represents greatness from an economic standpoint, but it doesn't necessarily always mean that. Um, yeah, they that for a reason. Niggas is in the top one percent for a reason. It ain't by chance. So and but I was gonna say not the one percent because the one percent have their their skill set is hiring the great people to make them the one percent. So whatever, I would say about 40%, 40, 60, 40. 40% of people are great? You're talking about total population, Wolves. We, we yeah, talking about not, all people, America, like all continents consider like everything. You said we include the retarded niggas in there too. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say Russia, don't do that. <laughs> I was going to say all continents though. So I, I just, yeah. I relaxed. 
<laughs> all co- all seven continents, all people yeah. everywhere. Forty. Wow. Nah, give me more. Oh, wait, give me. Hold on, hold on. Okay, you say forty. Give me more. Tell tell us why, and how. Well, great. Like I could be a great carpenter. I could be a great landscaper. I could be. It's man, Correct. great shit that can okay. happen. Y'all equating great. I'm not. With, I'm with not. Women. I'm not. That's I'm not, not. That's not. That's not. Yeah. So the one percent can see the greatness in people. That's why they are the one percent. In order for the one percent to be the one percent, it has to be, it has to be yeah, some great people out there. Yeah, That's it just ain't a just fact. them. But it's a lot of things that come with that. People lie, people cheat, people steal, people. If you want to say twenty percent, forty percent is too high. Forty's crazy. I'm gonna be honest. No, I'm saying if you want to say forty percent is crazy, that's cool. Yeah. But I'm saying like, it's 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 bigger than it's bigger than yeah, just yeah. like five, ten. Like I mean, like you talking about the, the whole, whole world, world, right? Yeah, I put Michael the Jordan world, in the like, top one percent. Yes. Yeah. But you wouldn't put him in there for, for, for basketball. You would put him in there for basketball and I his wouldn't put him in brand. there for his sneakers and his brand. I don't think he got nothing to do with his sneakers Shit. and his brand, if you ask me. I think Michael Jordan would tell you, I think he'd tell you something different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, Gert, you're saying he's in the 1%, right? You're saying Jordan's in the 1%? I didn't know. I just asked y'all if y'all thought that. So, uh, is he in the 1%? Michael Jordan? Is he in the top 1% of greatness? Yes. No, 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 no. Yes or no, girl? Yes or no? No. No, I don't think... Why and how? Why and how? Because I think Michael Jordan, in his time period, was great. And if I hold Michael Jordan to the time period of today... I don't think he stands the test of in the time. I think in in his time period, he was great. You don't think I Michael think, Jordan can play so, basketball in this era? Or, like, what are you talking about? You're asking me? I yes. say no if you're asking me. I am I, I'm saying you. no. Yes, no. No. Why? How? Because when he was playing, niggas was trash compared to today's All right, era. yo. All right. Right. You're asking me, nigga. I'm telling right. you. I got you. The numbers, the numbers are, are the numbers. Like <laughs> what, what, the players of today, like Jordan was a great scorer. Today it takes a little bit more. Like I, I think Michael Jordan was one of the greatest scorers. Huh? So you must be smoking on that gum. What you smoking on? Gumbo? I'm saying <laughs> yo, yo, this thing is wild. Look at so so when you look at, I'm gonna tell you. When you look at the NBA in the 90s, there may have been 10 people that could score 50 points. When you look at the NBA today, it's a nigga on every team that could score 50 points. So when you got to... they don't play no defense. No, they do play defense. No. Yo, listen. Yo, listen. (laughs) When you look at Michael Jordan's era, these niggas was old men with families and doing other shit. The NBA today now is kids with talent and energy. It's a different game today. These niggas are <laughs> way better. This Yo, this nah, nah, this Jared, that's the run. I know the, I know the run. I'm not <laughs> That's definitely Like Michael Jordan they to said have they to see. old niggas with families. <laughs> <laughs> niggas was washed niggas back then, dog. Hey, yo, look. Like, they was working at the mill and said, nope, we're going to the NBA. That's what it was. <laughs> they, they, they were supposed to work, dog. 
Yeah, niggas was poster workers back then. This nigga is crazy. Yeah, nigga, when Wilt Chamberlain then was playing, not when Jordan, I mean, not when um Jordan then was playing. You talking about like Bob Cousy and like that? Like you were over. Same shit, man. Niggas ain't even had no three pointers. They could have took that shit out for Mike and them. Them niggas was trash, dog. That niggas was trash, man. Yo, if you think about it, right? LeBron was the first nice nigga to ever play for the uh, Cavs. Yo. Ah, there it is. LeBron. Yo, it was no nice niggas on the Cavs before LeBron and their franchise history. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna act like niggas just rolled out of the fucking steel, man. <laughs> That's what they did, my nigga. That's what they did. Yo, look at the chicks, oh, niggas. No, yo. Niggas hooped in oh, Chuck Taylor, no. dog. No ankle support. Niggas you're hooped acting in like niggas had metal lunchboxes. You acting like niggas had steel lunchboxes and the and the bobos <laughs> on, and after they clocked out, they went to go for the full. Big facts, dog. Niggas is trash, dog. And I hate when niggas say that, dog. The NBA is way better today, dog. Yo, this you gotta, you gotta wild, think, yo. These yo. kids, yo. These these kids start playing nah, basketball yo. in the second grade. <laughs> nah, they yo. Basketball, dog. Nah, yo. It's chill. better today. That's a fact. Nah, chill, bro. Yo, dog. If Mike had the season, yo, we get it, man. LeBron's the best, man. We get it. But it ain't LeBron's even. He, he is, but it ain't even because of that. Like it, it it's. The NBA constantly gets better and it evolves. So the NBA was better. Like Will, I think Will and Jordan is the same nigga. It's just different eras. All right, brother. Yeah, it's over, yo. <laughs> it's over. Will and Mike is the same nigga. It's over. And it probably. Come on, probably Come on girl. Now. No, girl, you putting this shit out, right? When you putting this shit out, like today? Niggas agree. Yo, look, this is medicine. Yo, the medicine don't always come good. And probably 20 years from now. <laughs> oh, no, this is this, this touching. This is touching right here. This robot touching. I tell you. <laughs> Holy shit. Yo, now it's over. Now, girl. Anything different, though. I got, nah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm going to be honest. I literally don't have anything else to talk about. Like, I can't. It's over. It's definitely. <laughs> you want. Yeah, yeah. You, you got it. So, look, everybody out there, make sure y'all do this. One thing, make sure y'all all head over to LuxCollectionLLC.com. Make sure y'all cop y'all candles. Make sure y'all cop your car diffusers, your air sprays, all of your smell goods for the crib, for the whip, for the office, for the bathroom. Go to Lux Collection LLC and get it while it's hot. Get it while supplies last. Um, also, make sure that y'all subscribe to our visual content on Patreon at patreon.com backslash life as i see it podcast um this is woman's month so um we will try to uh you know definitely make sure that we 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 got i put it to you like this we got something in the works and um you know we look forward to being able to uh you know highlight and celebrate woman's month um but until then I make sure that everybody out there tells a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything we go. 
check The mathematician of this rap expedition Master the precision of the faster addiction After you listen, smashing I whip them fast With the wisdom I give them fluently speaking Who would be teaching jewels like science is hidden Look, I'm tired of kicking niggas head off See now I'm trying to avoid from popping the lead off And so you're topping and jet off It's time and I set off the heat like the tropics Connect with the hood quicker than fiber optics I'm deeper than Michael's pockets I'm equally microscopic, germicidal like an Ebola If I ain't already told you, you can suck up on my recorder Please feel free to join us in the smoking section Because we with all the smoke over here And hold the polar bear weather No, I'm chosen to clear them Whether or not they're ready I'm stopping shit every time As I'm redefining and masterminding And redesigning the master architect Chemically combining genetically Since see I'm readily sick to the pulp Competitively the DNA in my blood Incredible Hulk And then I shock with a fall Enter like El Camino Supply you with supplements like aminos You in trouble cause me and Primo Finally got together Yes, we got a script for you to learn from Everybody get off when I shoot my sperm from None of you niggas ready If you're still gassing that giddy I'll make a movie out of them Tyler Perry See how the style of every While I bury you niggas And I'm whipping the Maserati And throwing bread like confetti You know that we got it plenty Watch the movie while you still drive a Suzuki Chillin' head man is when you be talking to me Cause shit gets spooky When I smoke a loose again I style a Louis Then I leave niggas dead And stinking worse than Dookie <laughs> Hi, yeah, we're here to start. Rico Music, Rico Music, Rico Music.